Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Down the block. Brian Sini, the NRL physio. Welcome on, mate. What is doing? Mate, very happy to be on. Talk a few injuries. There's, there's barely been any, mate, so we've hardly got anything to talk about. Mate, uh, there's a certain individual in uh, in the Manly region who's making your life very difficult at the moment. Uh, mate, the old phone battery has been coughing an absolute pasting over the last couple of days. So, uh, yeah, it'll be good to dive into it. I guess, mate, it's probably the best place to start. Tom Trojevich, obviously... Um, you know, on his day, probably the best player in the competition, probably the most damaging player in the competition for me as an individual. And I, I don't think there's an individual that means more to their team than Turbo does to Manly. Obviously, hamstrings, they've been an issue for a long time. And, mate, it's its happened again. I, I can't believe it. Oh, mate. Like, when it came out yesterday, I was um, – look, you, you know, you wouldn't have found a, a guy who was higher on Turbo – coming into the season. I know there was a lot of sort of speculation in amongst different people that, you know, does he have to do this? Does he have to retire? Does he have to, you know, and there was a lot of catastrophizing, but I knew that, you know, good rehab. Um, he'd, he'd gone down to Melbourne and, and talked to some guys down there who were pretty good with hammies and, and, and he'd done some, you know, done some re- big changes to sort of get on top of it. And good rehab can really reduce that risk of hamstring injuries because it's um, pretty nasty. Um, but obviously, yeah, look, he's, he's gone and done he, his right hammy. Uh, well, look, we'll, I mean, we'll talk about it in a second, but probably it's uh, like the way that he's done it, whether it be the, the story that we've been told or the story that we've seen with our eyes, um, it's probably not quite as worrisome as it could be. I'll tell you, mate, I'm a pretty big boy. I'm not getting much change back from a buck fitty, but I've slipped in the bathroom numerous times. I've never done a hammy. Yeah, mate, look, like it is funny. Like, it's look, I, I work in a, a musculoskeletal and sports private practice, so I see 
a wide range of sporting injuries, but I also see just your everyday injuries. And it's actually quite a common um, way to injure like a hammy or a groin, um, it, like slipping on wet tiles, uh, you know, like in the bathroom, that kind of thing. So it isn't it isn't something that I would say, oh, I've never seen that before. It does happen. Obviously, the race, the footage of the race um, the night before isn't ideal, you know, on the drink, not the best situation, probably puts him at a, a higher risk of, of doing something. The one thing that I'll say, and look, you know, I sort of my whole account is is reviewing injury footage, video footage, and, and, and trying to analyse different things. It's, it's not the best footage, but the, the thing you can say about the footage from the night before is that he doesn't kind of pull up during his run, and supposedly we're led to believe that it is a grade two injury, which is a partial tear. Now, as I'm sure a lot of people listening are, are aware, if you've had a couple that can uh, numb the pain a little bit, which it, which would be good. But the thing with a grade two partial tear of your hammy is your hammy would just, or like, and you've seen guys out on the field, like it just stops working. Like it's not even whether it's, you know, whether he can run through the pain or something like that. It's, it's the hammy would actually not be able to sort of propel him forwards. So the fact that he doesn't pull up during that run, you know, whether that, you know, he only got a minor strain there and then he made it worse the next day, at the end of the day, the big thing is is that it's it's a result of one or two things here. Like if if it happened the night before, then it's just a stupid decision that he's made on the drink. Um, if it happened the mor- next morning where he slipped, you know, in the bathroom, then it's just a an accident that you can't really plan for. The reason that, uh, like, it gives me optimism, not for his short-term future. Um, his short-term future, look, is not rosy at all. Um, like, he's obviously got the left hamstring um, history and now the right hamstring. So he's someone that I'll be very cautious with this season um, because that risk of re-injury is there. But in terms of his long-term future, like, you know, automatically when the news first came out yesterday, people were going, you know, does he need to move to centre? Does he need to change his running style? Does he need to think about retirement, all that kind of stuff? If, if it happened at training while he was sprinting, while he was, you know, in a controlled environment, stuff like that, um, you, you'd start to think about, okay, does he need to, you know, move to centre to sort of take that running load off? But as I said, in this kind of case, now that we know that potentially how the injury happened, it's like the it was kind of a situation outside of the control of, you know, what you would expect an athlete to be put up against so as i said either a stupid decision on the drink or just a bad luck slip they're not really things that he's going to be hopefully exposed to in the future so for his long-term future it's um it's certainly not something that is as bad as it could have been Mate, for his uh, long-term pride as well, I mean, getting dusted by a punter on a Saturday (laughs) night in a race, you're you're one of the game's best fullbacks. What is doing? And that's the thing, mate. I think think the the worst thing coming out of it is either A, he's blown a hammy while, um, you know, chasing down a punter on the street, or he's done it, you know, <laughs> slipping in the bathroom, um, which for a high-level athlete, you know, either way, it's it's probably quite I'm, – I'm sure he's feeling a bit sheepish. Mate, I, I honestly would have rather him do the hamstring in a race because at least it would have given him an excuse for why he got dusted. It's just now, now he's a bloke losing a race to punters. He's uncoordinated in his bathroom. It is just a clusterfuck for him. <laughs> and that's exactly right. I think old uh, Harry, I think the West Tigers fan, he's making the most of his newfound fame uh, over, the, over the last 24 hours, that's for sure. He could be their ninth fullback they're signing this offseason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're going to need something. 
So, mate, obviously with these injuries, you know, you, you did say that, um, you know, his looking forward as far as the short term goes this season, it's not looking rosy, as you said. For you on draft day, you know, we're in the same draft competition together. Uh, it's a non-captain's league. So, for me, that makes Tommy Turbo a little bit more irrelevant, but definitely doesn't put him in the irrelevant basket. He's still a top pick there, but where does this drop him now? I, I think we both had him probably third, fourth, fifth pick overall. Where are you looking at Tommy now? Yeah, so I had him right up there. I would have, um, you know, I, I was on a couple of pods saying, look, I'd, I'd take him as high as third or fourth overall. Mate, for me now, purely because we're a bit unaware about how the injury occurred, it's actually probably worse for his short-term prospects if he did do it slipping in the bathroom because there's two kind of ways that you can injure your hamstring. It's either a stretch strain or a sprinting strain. So the sprinting strain is the one we see more commonly, you know, sprinting, shot by a sniper, down they go. But the stretch one that's kind of how like if you remember back to Latrell Mitchell Andrew McCulloch where they get forcibly stretched very suddenly those ones not only can they be more severe but they take longer to recover from so this estimation of round four if it is something that's happened with a slip in the bathroom I think that's pretty you know I guess I think it's going to take him longer to sort of come back so with the uncertainty around that, you know, with his recent history with the left hamstring, now the right hamstring, mate, it drops him right down for me. Like I, I'd be looking at the earliest, probably late round three, but he's probably more an early round four-ish pick for me at the moment, which is, yeah, crazy to say after being so high on him literally only a week ago. I think that's the biggest thing that people are overlooking here. Like, yes, he returns in round four, so everyone's sort of... It's almost like everyone's got in their mind that it's a four-week injury. Like, realistically, it's an eight-week injury. Like, I think people need to be focusing on that fact rather that he's going to miss the first four weeks. And then not only that, it's the risk of re-injury moving forward. So he's already got those left hammy troubles that he's that he's going through. Now he's got the right hammy that he's got to get through. So it, look, the, the evidence tells us that the increased risk of injury is there for the first two to three months after they return to play. So the reason I was so confident in him coming into the season is he hadn't suffered a hamstring injury in nine months. So that made me go sweet. Like he hasn't, he's not like a, some of the other guys like a Milford or a Moylan, who suffered, you know, injuries later last year. Leave Moylan out of this, please, mate. Yeah. (laughs) Don't go there. You know not to. No, that's right. That's exactly right. But, look, that's the thing is that, you know, he hadn't suffered a hammy for ages, whereas now this is fresh, right? So there is not only if he comes back in round four, and, and see, draft is different to classic. In that classic, you can just, you know, once he starts looking good, you can pick him up and away you go. Whereas with draft, you've got to draft him and, and and rely on him. You can't just flick him, you know, trade him out easily if he re-injures it again. So that's the risk in draft where it probably drops him down that little bit further for me um, just because of the not only the uncertainty of his return, but then, you know, does he suffer a re-injury this season? So, yeah, and, and for me in our league that's non-captains, I, I think you're right around that, probably round three. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he goes round two, but it would be a serious punt. But in my other comp that's a captain's league, I mean, the reality with Tom Trevojevic, if you've got him and he plays in the last four weeks that are finals and it's a captain's league, like I reckon there's a 40% chance you win that competition already there. Yeah, and that captain's league changes it completely for me because Tommy probably look it's out of him and Teddy, but they've got the highest ceiling in the comp, right? So if if you can double that up, 
then he his value just goes through the roof. So so captain's legs, I think you you have to go a bit earlier and hope that you can kind of, you know, get through and, and then use him once he comes back. Um, but in those non-captain's legs, I think you can you can afford to, you know, start to look at got like other guys, like even a Gutherson or something like that and be like, you know, do I want a Gutherson or do I want a Turbo in around that round three, four kind of situation. It's hard too because you've obviously, if you're in a captain's league, you've got to take turbo early to get him and you don't know what the rest of your team looks like. If you can just draft a team good enough to make the finals, even if you're eighth spot, I mean, you can, you can absolutely shit him from eighth spot with Tom Taroyevich. I mean, you, you could get him pick 10 overall in a few draft comps and it could be the best value pick of the entire competition potentially. That's exactly right. And so for, for those captain's leagues, I wouldn't be against going early and then just backing yourself to, to draft really, really well and, and sort of sneak into that eight. Mate, another guy that uh, he's obviously been on your injury list this off-season, I believe it was an Achilles injury at the back end of last season, Sean Johnson. Uh, he's a guy that I think is really, really interesting on draft day. Normally, he would have been around one, probably late round one, early round two pick. How do you see him going this season? Obviously, from the outside looking in from a non-physio like myself, Obviously, his game is built a lot around explosive power and those fast twitch movements. This is not a good injury for him to have, is it? No, and that's exactly right. Like I, I have been on record as saying many times now that if you name, if you wanted me to name the injury that I have the most concerns with, with players not necessarily taking a long time to return from, but returning at a lower performance level, it's Achilles. Um, you know, you, the the evidence tells us that it takes around about two years for guys after injury, after an Achilles rupture, for guys to get their power and explosiveness back. Um, so for to hear that for someone like SJ, it, it's not ideal. The, the one thing I would say about SJ that will play into his hands a little bit is that his game certainly has changed a little bit over the last couple, well, probably the last 12 months mainly in that he has taken on a much more creative role. So, you know, and I mean, this is more your area of expertise, but he certainly seemed like he was laying on a lot more tries last year via a pass or a kick. I mean, he led the league in try assists. So I think if this had have happened to him, say, three, four years ago when he was at the Warriors and he was just, you know, busting through teams and, and stepping and exploding through holes and that kind of thing, it really you really would have seen, you know, almost two-faced, like, you know, from one season to the other. But I'm, I'm certainly hopeful that it won't affect him as heavily and he can just take on more of that organising creative role. But yeah, it, Achilles, I don't like. So in terms of draft and stuff like that, he's he's dropped down. I, I took him last year in our league and loved him. Like you know, he's an absolute gun. SJ, one of my absolute favourite players, and I try and get him on my team every year. But I still, once again, like I still probably wouldn't be taking a punt on him until that round, sort of late round three, early round four. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
uh, period sort of at best, just purely because of the uncertainty around his performance when he returns. My uh, my best mate, he's a physio as well. Obviously, he's the second best physio in the country. But course, uh, I was sitting with him watching that Sharks game, and he was on his phone, and SJ went down, and he, he looked up for a second look back down, and I he said to me, oh, that's the last time you'll ever draft that guy. And I said, what were – you know, it can't be that bad. And he said, no, you know, he's 29, he's 30. And, and and he said then that, you know, this can take three years. He he's, he's big on basketball. And he's like, mate, people get this injury in basketball and they are not the same player ever again. It's It's got the potential to be pretty scary for SJ. 100%. I think he – and he's been on record as saying, and I think he will, he's going to have to change his game. Like, I don't think he's going to be that SJ – that we all, you know, know and love. He's going to have to change his game and refine it to be a bit more creative, have a bit more guile, move more towards like an Adam Reynoldsy kind of half, you know, lots of kicking, lots of passing, t- like slider hand, that kind of thing, as opposed to a guy who's just going to blow a game open by, you know, explosive line breaks and that kind of thing. Because especially, look, SJ, unfortunately, is getting a little bit older now. And as guys are older with these Achilles, it affects them even more. Mate, it's, uh, it's tough to transition him into that sort of role when you've also got Matty Moylan, who's in a similar position. Moyza, uh, he's had a fantastic off-season. He's been uh, down in the Roger Fabry camp down there at uh, Centennial <laughs> Park around the corner from me. I was watching him there the other day. He seems to be flying. I mean, fuck, being the biggest Matt Moylan fan of all time right here, I do feel like I hear this narrative every preseason, and maybe I'm being biased, but it just it just seems to have a little bit of a different feel to me. Am I am I living in a Walt Disney film, or are you seeing good things for Moylan? No, mate. Like, I, I, I truly – Moylan is someone who I have not had confidence in for years, um, and it's certainly – I wouldn't call it confidence just yet. But what we've been hearing and what we've been seeing, I mean this in the nicest way possible, but it's, it's about time. Um, you know, this is what we've needed to see from Moylan for years to get on top of these hamstring issues. Um, you know, a guy – and I, I pulled out this stats, stat a couple of times, but a guy who I associate with hamstring injuries and recurring hamstring injuries is Jared Mullen. And Jared Mullen had four hamstring injuries over the last three years of his career up to about the age of 29. Now, Moylan's 29 – 28, 29 at the moment. And over the last three years, he's had nine hamstring injuries. So it, it's just a it's a massive, massive number. And, and, and what it requires, it requires busting your ass at rehab, right? That's what it needs. He needs to go above and beyond. He needs to be, and we've seen the reports, he's, you know, running the most high-speed, you know, meters at training. He's hitting all the top markers, all that kind of stuff. Like, he needs to be doing that to prevent these hamstring injuries. Otherwise, they're just going to keep occurring. So it's great to see. Like, like it's probably the most encouraged I've been – you know, by Moylan in the last couple of years. Look, that's not saying much because unlike you, I'm pro- I was probably down the other end of the spectrum with fandom for him over the last couple of years. But this certainly has a, di- a different feel to it. It does look like he's finally knuckling down and, and giving this situation, this, this recurring hamstring injury situation, the respect that it deserves. Mate, if I was uh, Jared Mullins' hamstrings, I think I'd be in all sorts too, carrying around those thighs and those arms, doing some overs there. <laughs> That's exactly right, mate, exactly. And, and you know, he, he was one who too, you know, probably learnt the hard way that, you know, you can't, you can't take any shortcuts with, uh, with your rehab. 
Uh, it's fantastic to see him back, though. I saw him playing a few minutes of his trial the other day. He, he still looks like he can, uh, you know, throw, throw it around with the big fellas. Yeah, mate. I, like, I, he's always had the talent. It's just that application and then the injuries sort of got on top of him, unfortunately. But, you know, everyone, as we know in rugby league, everyone deserves a, a second or third or fourth chance. So, uh, yeah, it'll, hopefully he can uh, he can do well. Mate, there's a couple of uh, Nova Castrians I want to ask you about, starting with their main man, Kalen Ponga. Um, obviously, he's set to miss the first couple of weeks. You're expecting to see Tex Hoy come in and play fullback, which will be exciting. Uh, KP, mate, how do you see this injury playing out? Yeah, I think you should be fine. Um, like, with your shoulders, it's one of those things, like we saw even with Billy Slater, it, it, like it can give fullbacks a bit of concern um, at different times. Billy was a real, like he used to lay on those shoulder charges and those heavy hits sort of running across in defence. KP will just probably have to avoid, you know, doing that for the first little bit just to get he, get himself back. But in terms of his performance, like, yeah, apart from accuracy on your passes, he might lose a bit of rhythm, a bit of, you know, that touch and feel for those cutout balls when he first comes back. But it's, it's much less of a concern than, say, it happened to, like, a middle forward or something like that. Because in a middle forward, you're required to, you know, a lot of pressure's put on those shoulders every game because you're making 30, 40 tackles and running, trying to make offloads, that kind of thing. So, yeah, in terms of Ponga's prospects, I think, look, it might take him a couple of weeks to get his rhythm back and his timing and that kind of thing. But, yeah, look, like, in terms of his performance this year, I think he'll be, he'll be back to his best very quickly. Let's talk about our draft day with KP, mate. I imagine you've got him somewhere from the round fourth to seventh pick overall if he was injury-free. Would that be right? Yeah, and I'm keeping him there anyway. Yeah. I, I don't – like, even if even if he misses four weeks, you just plug a waiver bloke in, in my opinion, for, for those four weeks because I think the ponger that you get back – um, will be back to you know back to going well. I don't think there's anyone really in that team who's at danger of stealing his goal kicking while he's away. So he'll come back, he'll goal kick, he'll he'll be back to his performance pretty quickly. So yeah, I think mid round one, you you're laughing, mate. What about his partner in crime from the two five seven collective, Connor Watson? Uh, this is a guy that I've been saying for years. I think he should be playing thirteen. I'm so excited to see him finally get a gig, obviously coming back from injury last year. How's he traveling? Yeah, I think that's that's probably the biggest thing is that there's there has been a lot of hype around him starting at 13, and it's made certainly, you know, fantasy and super coach um, people froth at the mouth a little bit about these prospects because the opportunity will be massive. The thing that I'll just, you know, uh, caution it by saying, and we spoke about it with SJ before, is that Achilles are really, really tough to come back from. The one thing that he does have in his favor is he is younger. So a lot of the guys who do their Achilles and are heavily affected to buy it are the older guys so the fact he's younger it like gives him gives you more positivity that he might get that explosiveness back but Watson at the end of the day is someone who relies a lot on that explosive like he'll be able to ball play which will be good for that lock role but I think he he might be a little bit limited and and people have kind of forgotten you know that he might be a bit limited with that that explosiveness in his game you know busting through holes um, breaking tackles that kind of thing I'm probably not expecting massive numbers on those fronts for him to start with just because he'll only be seven months post an Achilles injury. Now, he very well could go out and and absolutely kill it and, and do all those things, but 
he'd have to he'd have to break the mold. He'd have to be the outlier. He'd have to you know um, go against the evidence, which which guys can do, and there can be outliers. But I tend to work with the numbers a little bit, and and, and tend to sit more on the safe side with the, especially with bigger ones like Achilles injuries. So I, I still think for classic, he's an absolute lock. I don't think you can turn him down at 280k or whatever he is. You know at hooker or 5-8 but in draft like I've said he's probably one of my bigger fades not because I I, I think that he'll be bad for for super coach purposes but just because his price seems to be astronomical people are really really on him and they're really really keen to get him and I just think while the opportunity will be there I'm a bit I'm a bit less positive about his performance straight off the bat. And mate, the reality is with Watson that you know, uh, football wise, for me, he's a he, he's a run first, pass second type of footballer. Yes. And um, I mean, you'd know more than me, but this isn't his first injury that he's had as well. I mean, he's no stranger to the rehab room, is he? And that's exactly right. And that that's why, like, I look at the type of player that they are. And we can talk about another guy at Newcastle, Blake Green, who's coming back from an ACL. Now, usually we, we talk about ACLs and we go, oh, look, it takes them a while to come back to their peak performance. But for a guy like Blake Green, because of the way he plays, I'm not really that concerned. Blake Green's an organiser. He's a general. He puts guys around the park. He's not busting through lines, making steps, all that kind of stuff. So he's not someone who I'm, you know, super concerned about. Whereas a Watson, as you say, when he gets the ball in hand, his first thought should be and is run, you know, break tackles, bust lines. That's what he does. So for somebody like that, where that's their game, to have an Achilles injury and to only be seven months after that, look, as I said, he would have to break the mold to come back and kill it. So it's something that I'm a little bit more cautious about on draft day. Keep your eyes peeled. Tomorrow, we're going to have part two of our interview with Brian Sini, looking into all of the NRL preseason injuries coming into season 2021. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.